0: And welcome to the Dice of Screaming Podcast. Well, yeah, that uh, silence you would be hearing is the absence of Mike today. Mike's not going to be joining us. And I'm Randy, so I'm going to go ahead and just do a solo cast with a topic I think, well, I, I hope you enjoy. It um, involves some timely events as well as a board game, both controversial topics. And we're going to cover them today, so I hope you'll enjoy this little journey we're going to make. It is about uh, Kissinger and his favorite game, which was allegedly Diplomacy. Um, It has been said, and I'm pretty sure as uh, Kissinger's passing comes to term here, and uh, people start reminiscing, they'll bring that up. that Diplomacy, uh, Henry Kissinger's favorite game was Diplomacy. And, well, we're going to look into that, as well as just cover the Diplomacy game itself. So it'll be a bit of a bumpy ride as I know a lot of people out there have various opinions about Henry Kissinger and we're not going to really talk about that. I think everybody has an opinion about Henry Kissinger and where they stand, but the fact that he did indeed uh, stand adjacent to gamers and was used by gamers and it's like, hey, this uh, this diplomacy game, yeah, it's played by the guy who plays it in real life. So was Henry Kissinger doing a LARP or was this just something that uh, was cooked up uh, to boost up sales, so we're going to look into that as well and uh, do a little bit of research because I'm a history nerd and I'm kind of intrigued at where where did it start? Where where did uh, was there uh, any association that Henry Kissinger played uh, diplomacy? Because it's an intriguing game, so let's get into it. Let's start with talking about what diplomacy is. Now, you you didn't know. What diplomacy is. It's basically a very it's a very simple to learn, but fiendishly clever board game of strategy and alliance. And unlike a lot of other board games, it de- does not depend on dice. Um, it was made by uh, Alan Calmer, if I'm pronouncing the name right. That's C A L. H-A-M-E-R in about 1954, and it was released around 1959-60s. Uh, it, um, it had uh, various phases that uh, players would spend time forming alliances, betraying others, <clears throat> and uh, formulating strategies, building up units, and moving pieces on a board. Um, it was set nominally in Western Europe in the years leading up to the First World War, which is uh, what was seen as its main titular form of, ultimate form of diplomacy, it was diplomacy at its rawest form when tensions in Europe were starting to rise. So it starts out in 1901 and of course the years move on, 1901, um, goes all the way to 1914. Yeah. And where is that total work? So yeah, it goes to 1914 here on the board to kind of I, I don't have a copy myself. I have to rely on this image. So, pardon me. But, yeah, uh, so you play in two phases, uh, summer and winter. You um, have certain uh, advantages by playing various nations. So, yeah, you would play um, the great powers uh, Great Britain, um, Turkey, (laughs) France, Germany, Italy, Russia, and Austria-Hungary. Basically... I think um, Great Britain started with two fleets and one army, and Russia started with two armies and one fleet? Maybe. Yeah, I, I remember. But at Mo- I think Germany is about the same way. It just starts with uh, everybody gets one and one. So only um, Great Britain and uh, Russia have uh, an advantage over others. So um, since there's no dice, armies and fleets, that just one-on-one whoever has the most wins and there you go so you can get more but there are also supply centers that you have to negotiate over and these supplies give you resources uh, to build new uh, fleets and um, armies you can also disband armies or fleets and get more resources Um, as you can raise these areas during those two phases there is also a uh, negotiation phase where you would write your orders down, what you were going to do. So, <clears throat> there was not one player moves, then another player moves. Everybody writes down their moves. After negotiation period, which could be public or in private, then all moves are revealed and then put in effect simultaneously. So, this had the other dynamic that is unique... In it in that um, you would make agreements, and most of the time you would make verbal agreements, which we all know are not worth the papers are printed on. So you would have to depend on the integrity of the player to honor their agreement or uphold their end of a bargain in the case of a strategic alliance. And well, let's face it, there's a lot to be said for. How this game runs out. If you play honorably, holding to all your uh, agreements and commitments and alliances, you probably are not going to win. There is a certain point where you will have to betray or back out or finagle your way out of an alliance or an agreement, and that will inevitably anger somebody else. Uh, it's probably the one you made an agreement with, and probably due to the timing, you could definitely trigger that infamous part of diplomacy, which is uh, people get angry, ruining friendships. So don't play this with friends. Well, um, yeah, I, I perfectly think uh, I've played it with friends, and mm, yeah, it did escalate, but that was between two brothers who tended to be um, always conniving against each other. So... That's 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 entirely not another thing, but the fact is is that as I was being perfectly Mr. Honorable and fully, uh, I could get agreed. I would honor every agreement and commitment I made, and even refusing uh, to hear some people or other people's alliances or commit um, uh, strategic approaches, I should say, by refusing to get involved in backstabbery. Or, Shenanigans. Um, it ostracized me, and I didn't win. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was pretty, pretty uh, evident about the early turns that I wasn't going to win, just by the simple virtue that I had agreed to uh, compromise and packs and tried to negotiate my way into a better position through honor, not force. And I was able to be manipulated by people who were very. Um, were up to no good, and they were roguish, and rather scoundrelly in their intentions right off the bat, so yeah, I was already on the back foot on that, I was going to be the Mr. Nice Guy, and play by the rules, uh, the accepted rules of morality, and I think this is where a lot of people become intrigued with Henry Kissinger, whether you hate or like the guy, doesn't really matter on this part, he was a real politic, and that was the considerations of morality, integrity, and even... um, national uh, character. We're not taken into consideration as much as the situation at hand and the circumstances that you found yourself in. So in other words, um, it suited pretty much how Kissinger approached the international diplomacy scene, and uh, diplomatic scene, excuse me, as a statesman and secretary of state and national advisor. So it did seem very, very um, in line with how uh, Kissinger looked at the world and how he ended up uh, making policy. So I suppose that's why, yeah, a bit um, people said that um, in a Game and Puzzles a magazine, January, time, let's see, Games and Puzzles, in January 1974, here we are, number 21, it's a British publication, claimed that Kissinger's favorite game was Diplomacy. Uh, supposedly had an interview with him, but um, you can look up on Wikipedia it says uh, articles sources this as an interview of Kissinger in Games and Puzzles in 1973 but um, the editor, uh, David Parlett um, never interviewed Kissinger in that issue, Um, there was only an uh, an interview with the creator uh, Calhammer and he had mentioned it apparently in some offhand way, so this is the way that facts get passed around, and over time, facts become history, history becomes legend, and legend becomes myth, and that which is, should not be forgotten is, and things that should be remembered are not. So, there's perhaps no original source to attribute Kissinger having the paper game, but that didn't stop Avalon Hill from mentioning it. It was also mentioning that John F. Kennedy himself enjoyed playing diplomacy at the white house and to this we have some evidence that diplomacy was played at the white house uh, maybe not so much for john f kennedy uh, it was mentioned in the new york times that he played it uh, and said that also henry kissinger was a fan as well according to newspaper accounts but uh in uh, the chicago times um also repeats that diplomacy was reportedly played by not only Kissinger, but by Walter Cronkite in the Kennedy White House as well. And that um, it was repeated when Cal Hammer passed away. Oh, when did he? Passed away uh, a bit ago. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, yeah, so the Chicago Tribune, uh, New York Times, and... Uh, The General, uh, which was the house organ of Avalon Hill Games, said uh, the Kennedys are said to play. And so this leads us to another interesting comment about why opinions and how newspapers quote things. So we're just going to be brief here to oversimplify Mm -hmm. a small press uh, medium like uh, Games and Puzzles will say hobbyists say or it is said. And high-profile major newspapers said will then repeat it by saying it has been reported or others have said. And usually with the higher-profile major newspapers, they will give a source. And in this case, they didn't. And that absence of a source, a direct quote, like Henry Kissinger had said, or that... Uh, Here's Henry Kissinger playing a game of diplomacy at the White House during the times. So we know that uh, David Eisenhower, I'm gonna take a little rabbit hole veer here. Uh, David Eisenhower, son of uh, Dwight Eisenhower, the president, former president, uh, he married uh, Julia Juliet uh, Nixon, and uh, they played quite a bit of games at the White House, mostly bridge, but also with Nixon purportedly. Um, played uh, Risk with Nixon during uh, the 70 Days and that was also in Carl uh, Bob Woodward's and Bernstein's Final Days where they say that uh, David Eisenhower liked to play games, and during the first Nixon term, he and the president frequently played a game of pocket billiards they called golf. Balls were set before each of six pockets and one on the cue spot, and the object was to sink all seven balls in as few shots as possible. Once the president had done it in three, but he stopped playing in 1971. As the second Nixit term progressed, David played games more and more. He would get a wiffle ball game going up on the White House tennis court with some of the snappers. David and Julie played a lot of bridge, and David loved the board game diplomacy, which he always won. Uh, so that's a pretty uh, good source that you can lean on. And also they say that David Eisenhower's best friend, former Virginia congressman Tom Davis, remembers playing wiffle ball with his pal on the White House tennis court when Nixon was president and relaxing over board games of diplomacy and risk. At David and Julia's Washington department in the midst of the Watergate crisis. So, okay, so yeah, um, there there is a verification that hey, diplomacy was being played in the White House, uh, particularly among the Nixon administration. You feel about that? That also coincides with Kissinger, and this goes back to Kalhammer. Alan Kalhammer was a student at Harvard, and Kissinger's uh, everybody should know or well known. Um, He was a professor, he was teaching at that time, and also doing graduate work. So those two would have been at the same place where diplomacy was being played. But again, um, Kalhammer never mentions uh, Kissinger being around at that time, or playing with him. So it's entirely possible that maybe Kissinger was aware of the game and may have heard about it, but we still don't have any attribution that he was playing it, and if you ask why Why is it so important to figure it out? Because, well, um, Avalon Hill would uh, purport that uh, Kennedy played it. And and I, again, turn up a little, but since we're just dealing with Kissinger here, I'm just going to say that it's probably likely in some case or fact of the matter that maybe that's true, that um, they did play Pardon me, but it doesn't really matter as much as it does that um, Kissinger is mentioned. It's his favorite board game. And the controversy surrounding Kissinger, his approach to politics, as well as statesmanship and diplomacy, resembles a very shrewd diplomacy player, or a winner at diplomacy, I should say, a winner who. To win a diplomacy takes a certain amount of shrewd consideration of your opponents. You have to take measure of them, see what their goals are, plan how to deal with them accordingly, not as, this is where the potential for ruining friendships is, not as friends, but as objects in either that you can use to elevate yourself or to be crushed if they oppose you. So it's very ruthless, but that is how diplomacy should be played and to win. Playing as the nice guy doesn't get you many points. Sure, people will like you and think well of you, but you're not going to win. So unless you are somehow seeking an advantage through other people deciding to play by the rules, which is completely unenforceable by the game, and the fact that there is a zero sum advantage to taking just mil- the board and having no uh, alliances and breaking or refusing to entreat with anyone who approaches you will find you isolated as well very quickly. So, neither being a combat monster nor a true diplomat will get you very far in the game in the long run. What You might get a little bit by just trying to invade your neighbors, but it's a diminishing sum and if you squander your resources it takes much time and uh, well money uh resources to rebuild back up your uh, military so you can't just squander them you have to be very careful there resources that have to be husbanded and carefully maintained so that said that does kind of encompass how uh kissinger henry kissinger uh, ran his foreign policy He was very much in the moment, not worried as much about uh, appearances to national character or statements to integrity and, well, let's face it, morality. There's just no way to walk around this one. And, you know, I'm just trying to be uh, a little coy here with it, but my uh, thoughts on Kissinger, pretty well, you can probably guess where I land on it. Um, I definitely respect the man from his rudeness but I sometimes think he's a little overrated he's pretty much just saying what needs to be said and if you want to keep America at the top of the diplomacy ladder he failed several times to use what I felt were American involvements and are uh, the power of the American state to get better um, action out of some of the petty dictators and uh, people he had to work with and so it led to great suffering But anyway, that's just all I'm going to say on that. Uh, You can agree or disagree with me as you wish. I don't really think that uh, it is is matters as we're talking about a gamer and was Kissinger a gamer? All right. Well, that's that's where we're really going to land the point on this one and start back on get out of the weeds on this and get back out of the rabbit hole. So it's been said that uh, yeah he played, but there's no direct attribution and maybe. Maybe you say, hey, I think you're making a little too much out of this. Well, you know, it's one of those things I think it's too good not to be true. And I think a lot of people want it to be true. And sure, there's some stuff that checks out here. There was a lot of people. uh, Kissinger was at Harvard, was at Harvard as a member of the faculty from 1950 to 71. Palmer did his undergrad studies at Harvard, so there was a lot to say about that. Possible connection between Kissinger and diplomacy. Uh, was, what he really, commoner released about 59. Kissinger could have run across it in some way or another. Colomer, self-published about 500 copies of *Diplomacy* in 1959, then sold the rights to Games Research in 1961. This is according to Wikipedia, and uh, that was a Boston-based company. And uh, yeah, then it got to have on. So yeah, there you go. So, maybe somebody has, you know, a moldy old copy from a syllabus from the 60s taught by Kissinger that has diplomacy somehow in the lesson plan, but I doubt it. More importantly, I think it's easier to go with that seeing a modern politician play a board game that's beloved by many gamers kind of gives credence that, you know, hey, this is just not a silly hobby. There's some actual serious work here. I think That's where a lot of people would like to land, this uh, discussion, and just leave it at that. Do I think Kissinger, though, this is more importantly, more than what I think about him, do I think he played diplomacy? Uh, No, I don't think he did. I do think uh, in his book on China, he had several illustrations of chess games and how those relate to foreign policy, as well as Go, relating to concepts about how the Chinese foreign strategy would be implemented or how they think of objective strategy, long-term planning. He was very concise on the fact that yeah, he did look at um, politics and foreign policy as gamesmanship in either terms of chess or go. But he never mentioned diplomacy and I think if he was a big fan, it was his favorite war game as was stated by Games and Puzzles and then later kind of picked up in kind of mythologize that, yeah, Kissinger was an avid fan of diplomacy, when in fact, we can find no reference directly to that. And in when he did have a chance to make an allegory to foreign policy and gaming, he did not make those. So those statements stand pretty much correct that he didn't mention diplomacy, there was no, as far as we know, I mean, uh, he's just um, recently passed away, so we'll leave it at that, but No copies of diplomacy uh, on his bookshelf. Um, He never attended a tournament um, with all of the coverage at the White House. It mostly involved uh, people in orbit around uh, President Nixon at the time. And uh, yeah, risk and diplomacy were out there. And maybe uh, that could have been a place where Kissinger would have found himself. But he was a very busy man. And I don't think that he played the game diplomacy we would have seen something of it at least before now i mean the old goat lived to be about uh, to 100 years old so he uh, he had ample time to come out and talk about it and uh, i think that he has some ideas about uh, gaming and foreign policy that he would have used the diplomacy um strategy showing that you know, to win diplomacy um uh, you don't Even if you're playing with friends, you don't look at them as friends. You look at them as means to an end. And the end justifies the means. So that is pretty much a summary of his foreign policy in as succinct as I can make it. And he never used that. So we know that uh, while some people have alleged that he's played it, maybe they want it to be true. Maybe it is true. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But if he had, there would have been more evidence. But I do think that, yeah, he was a gamer. We can take solace in that. He played chess, and he played, or at least was familiar enough with uh, Go, or I think at that time it was called Chinese Checkers. Yeah, I don't know. That's a term that people would use today. say. But yeah, Go, Chinese Checkers, whatever. So he did actively play board games. And maybe, you know, that is the hook that you would want to land. But if people start telling you that, yeah, hey, um, diplomacy was Henry Kissinger's favorite game. Well, just in, take this podcast in with you and uh, remember a little bit what I said about it. That while well, there's some allegorical evidence or adjacent uh, people adjacent to the power circles that Nick uh, Kissinger was in at the time, pardon me, the it. there's no direct correlation. So we would have probably a better one. That he would have used if it was his favorite game, he probably wouldn't have been as quiet about it. Um, may not have been as prudential it as he was. He didn't say that he played chess or uh, Chinese checkers either, but he did mention them in books. And that he did not mention diplomacy when, and effectively, diplomacy is just a abstraction of what his real-world policies and stratagems were. I think he probably would have made that allegory. But anyway, um, yeah, we also want to land uh, that... We're going to close the door on that one. That, that uh, The Kissinger connection, is, I think, would be dead to death. It's now on the ground, begging for mercy. I also think that the biggest thing to take away is that Diplomacy itself is a game that has lasted for a very long time. And it's kind of hard to put a finer point on that you want diplomacy is a game that uh, if you played and experienced it with your friends you look at your friends differently afterwards wow they you know ruthlessly betrayed me and left me stranded and <laughs> bereft of allies and military aid in my hour of need because they didn't want to help me but i helped them at every time and that's it that's uh, how you can look at uh, diplomacy. And maybe if that helps, everybody come to terms with this whole thing. I mean, like I really wanted the Kissinger, Cronkite uh, to be true. But in this case, you, know, you can't really find a definitive source. And you want to make those things. I mentioned Cronkite. There were several other people um, that uh, also played uh, the British... Um, Former prime minister played, but they spoke directly about it. And as far as Cronkite, I, you know, hey, you know, whatever. Oh, let's see, what's it? Uh, John Gallagher was an expert. He was a bishop of uh, Woolwich, was said. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Cronkite likes to play some games. Um, I know that uh, Warren Green liked the propaganda uh, card game and uh, promote it as a way to put critical thinking into practical terms for most people in the form of a game and uh, how to uh, you are literally indoctrinated with the propaganda from TV and other sources. But that's a whole uh, other topic. Maybe we'll talk about propaganda. We I mean, uh, have several copies, at least a friend does. And uh, uh, there's some interesting highlights about some of the actors and stars of that time found the game very intriguing and very fun. So, Anyway, uh, I think that uh, with that, Diplomacy is a game that if you haven't played, I would suggest checking it out sometime. It still is around. You can find several used copies, pardon me. Is uh, the Avalon in print from Wizards of the Coast still uh, makes a game, I believe, according to this? Yeah, you can still get it there. Uh, well, at least you can find it as of this uh, site, we would have to look it up, but yeah, there's copies out there you can get them for various prices, probably uh, some more, the older editions are going to run you a bit more and there's also some intriguing um, variants, like the Machiavelli which plays in Italy, which the map is set just in Italy, and the players around there uh, Machiavelli, sounds like a lot of fun, that sounds like a hoot yeah, if there's one way to play Diplomacy, they'll take you out of being a nice guy, play that there's colonial diplomacy, which was uh by Avalon Hill 1984, 94. I'm sorry, and uh, that changes a little bit. And there's some other ones, uh, you know, let's see the Machiavelli here, has uh, set in Renaissance Italy, uh, Republic of Florence, Republic of Venice, uh, Duchy of Milan, Kingdom of Naples, the Papacy, Boulogne France, and Habsburg Austria, as well as the Ottoman Turks. Nobody knows but the Turks. And that's only their business, as well as Kamakura, which was made by Westland Games, set in band. So there's a whole lot of diplomacy variants out there. And, of course, a big fan base. Gary Gygax was a avid fan of the game, as well as many other gamers, including um, uh, Dave Arneson. So a lot of people played diplomacy, and it, it, not just politicians are famous, but our own, uh, the old hoary masters of our craft, our long-standing fans of the game, and, and many fanzines were dedicated to it back in the day. So, a popular game, all played, also popular by Play-by-Mail, still carried out today and Play-by-Post, because it lends itself well with the written orders and negotiation basis. So, okay, well, I think I beat this fully to death now, and <laughs> I hope you enjoyed, and if you've gotten to this part, I appreciate it, so I'm gonna bid you all adieu and hopefully next week we'll be back and we'll talk about D D classes. So okay. until next time, keep those dice rolling. We'll catch you later. See ya.